Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful and blessed to be with you once again on Watch Therefore. We are a special generation. Oh, by way of reminder, I'm just telling you, the Word of God is very clear about uh, the people of the Lord who are alive in this generation, how special we are, our identity, our calling, our works of grace, and the destiny we have for eternity. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray with you and ask the Lord to bless our time together. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for this special generation you've placed all of our viewers in, uh, along with myself. And we ask you, uh, for the sake of our great King Jesus, that you would fill us with your spirit and bless our time together on the program today, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, it is true, we are a special generation. And I am teaching through Matthew chapter 24. I wrote a book called Watch Therefore and Be Ready. And I write about a lot of the scenarios in Matthew 24, the prophetic scenarios, along with the rest of the scriptures. And the last time on the program, I spoke about uh, the time that our Lord Jesus calls uh, the greatest time of trouble the world has ever seen. It's in uh, the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation period, also called Jacob's Trouble, in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. So what I thought it would be important to do is go on location to a place that underscores the seriousness, the bizarre nature of, of this seven-year time of trouble and, and, and how much it's necessary for us to, to, to watch their form be ready. We don't want to be here for this time. And um, as we go on location, you're going to hear some things. You're going to hear about how, how terrible this time will be, the wrath of God that will be poured out. But also, that he reminds us today, grace and mercy are available. Of course, grace and mercy will be available during that time of Jacob's trouble. But for all who believe in Messiah Jesus all around the world. They'll be hunted. It will be illegal to believe in him. And there will be persecution against believers such as the world has never seen. I truly encourage you to get a hold of what the Lord is doing with us in this generation. And, and, and uh, as, you, as you watch the program today, get with God. Get with him. Get on your knees somewhere. If you're driving, just be, uh, if you're driving your car later today, turn off the radio and just pray and ask the Lord, Lord, show me who I am in this time. 
It's going to be such a, a, an interesting generation to live in as the days go by. And you want to be prepared. Paul told us to watch and be sober, to watch what's going on. Be in prayer. Read the Word of God. Get into fellowship with brothers and sisters in Messiah Jesus who fervently love the Lord and want to bless people and share the gospel and bring people into his kingdom. Oh, this is a time of opportunity like no other. And at the same time, great trouble is coming like no other time. Remember the love, the grace, the mercy, and the kindness of the Lord to place us here in this generation. You're very special. When I'm teaching about these things in churches, sometimes I tell people, tap the person next to you on the shoulder and say, you're a very special person. So let's, let's go now on location in northern Israel. Joe Schwartz here on location at a place that marks the beginning of the end of what Messiah Jesus called in Matthew chapter 24, the time of the worst trouble there has ever been on the earth in the history of humanity. The place, Megiddo, Armageddon. Come, let's go. Matthew chapter 24, the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord Jesus is speaking about this time of great tribulation. And we know from other places in Scripture, the book of Revelation, and other places, that the Lord has many ways, many different kinds of wrath. There are expressions of His wrath that are being poured out upon the earth. One of those is biblical wars. And there are a series of biblical wars that culminate in this place. Megiddo, Armageddon, the Jezreel Valley. Now, our Messiah speaks to this in Revelation chapter 16. And we're going to begin in verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, now the mouth of the false prophet, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Oh, we see Satan uh, who's the dragon, the Antichrist, the beast, and this false prophet, this false trinity. Yet we know that everything, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and he is corralling everything to his plans and his purposes in the earth. Yet we see great power that Satan is given temporarily at this time. And he manipulates through these frog-like spirits. Can I stop for a second? Ew! <laughs> these frog-like spirits, these demons, and, and deceives these kings to then corral the armies of the world to this place. 
there was a, a great warrior many know of named Napoleon who said of this place, the Jezreel Valley, that the armies of the world could navigate in this field. Now you see roads behind me with everyday Israeli traffic right now. But at that time, the traffic will consist of tanks and armaments for battle. This is going to be such a horrible time. It's difficult to imagine how bad it's really going to be. And, and that's why more than ever, what do we need? Hope. Hope is a very powerful thing. And we have this blessed hope of our Savior Jesus coming for us in the clouds to take us up out of this earth to the place he promised he would bring us to that he's been preparing for us. And, and I'm, I'm reminded in Luke chapter 21 that Messiah Jesus said about this time of trouble, he said, watch therefore and pray always that you would be counted worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man. And we, we find that kind of grace and mercy sandwiched into this, this expression of wrath, this explaining and warning of the wrath that's coming. And, and please take this as a warning today. This place, Armageddon, is going to represent a battle that we find later that that the blood and the and the mud and and the debris is going to go the carnage is going to go up to the horses bridles and in verse 15 we find grace and we find mercy behold i am coming as a thief blessed as he who watches and keeps his garments lest they walk naked and see his shame blessed in the midst of all this wrath his hand is extended, our Lord Jesus, with grace and mercy and blessings. Blessed is he who watches. Watches for the coming of Messiah Jesus, is sober-minded and watches what's going on around, seeing the signs that are all around us. And when it says keeping his garments, this speaks of living a holy life. Uh, in James chapter 1, we find that pure and undefiled religion visits orphans and widows in their trouble and keeps oneself unspotted from the world. Garments, white garments represent righteousness, righteousness. Blessed is he who watches for the king to come in the clouds for us to take us to that place, the rapture, and lives a holy and righteous life here that we might escape this horrible time. Oh, hallelujah, for the grace and mercy of our savior Jesus. I like to say it this way, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. This, this world that is shaking its fist at God with men marrying men and women marrying women, marching under the rainbow flag, the, the sign the Lord gave to Noah in the Noah covenant that he wouldn't judge the earth with water, but he's going to judge the earth with fire and war. Oh, you don't want to be here. In, in a world where atheism and humanism has spread around the globe, mocking and cursing God, while the world, much of it is, is telling God, you can't bring those Jews back to Israel. No, you can't do that. We'll have none of that. While he's doing just that, a world that's shaking its fist at God is going to be judged with his wrath. And the beginning of the end will be here. And this battle will fight its way all the way down through the Kidron Valley in Jerusalem. And then the king will come. Hallelujah. 
Messiah Jesus is on his way and he'll be coming soon. Will you watch? Will you be ready? Will you keep your garments clean? Oh, Father, B'Shem Yeshua Adonai, bless all of our viewers as we get ready to go to break today, Lord. Bless them. Watch therefore and be ready. Joe Schwartz here with Watch Therefore Ministries, introducing my new book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready. In a generation that is about to be so caught off guard by the events of the fig tree days of Noah generation, know this, it doesn't have to be you. I wrote Watch Therefore and Be Ready to prepare followers of Messiah Jesus to be who they are and to do what they have been set here to do just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. And that's why for a donation of any amount to watch their four ministries, blessing Israeli believers poured out for the nations, what we will do is send a copy of watch therefore and be ready. Make sure you mark in your check or on the internet the name of the book watch therefore and be ready to receive your copy. Now like never before, it's time to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so thankful for this powerful and timely Watch Therefore message, where in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 in the New Testament Gospel, Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready, for we don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming. Certainly the other signs that he spoke of just before that are, are bouncing in the red zone today like never before. And he tells his watch therefore and ready disciples to be the faithful servant. They're watching for the master to come and they're doing what the master commanded. And when they stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, they will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message is expanding. People are embracing it all over the world with a strong desire to be the faithful servant. And it costs lots of money as the TV program is also expanding into other markets. First, I want to say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please don't send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord and simply enjoy the program today. But for those of you who would like to lay your treasures up in heaven, this is a great place to do so. And we encourage you to sign up for our monthly newsletters. Uh, you can do so at our watchtherefore.tv website. And when you receive our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's letters, you can know how to pray for and financially sow into uh, this ministry. Blessing Israeli Believers is our To the Jew First ministry. As Romans 1.16 says, the gospel and discipleship is to the Jew first. John McTernan, our co-founding Blessing Israeli Believers partner and I, uh, are so excited about this ministry in Israel. And then our Poured Out for the Nation's To the Nation's ministry where the Watch Therefore message is also proclaimed and being embraced so widely. And it, it's expanding. It's so exciting as we're in this generation that we'll see King Jesus come in the clouds because the signs that he spoke of in Matthew 24 and other places are bouncing in the red zones like never before. King Jesus is coming and we need to get ready. There, there's not a better way to do so than understanding and embracing the Watch Therefore message. So remember, now like never before, Watch Therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming.
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. As I said earlier, in the previous program, I spoke about the tribulation uh, teaching from Matthew chapter 24. Messiah Jesus is unpacking some of the events that take place then. And uh, of course, in our first segment of the program today, we discuss some of that. You see more details of that in Revelation chapter 6 through 19 and in many places in Scripture. Uh, as, as Messiah Jesus is winding up uh, his overview of the tribulation, I want to talk about something that, that he shares with us in Matthew chapter 24 that is a point of great confusion in the body of Christ. And I want to clear that up today because uh, our dear friends uh, who believe that the church has to go through the whole tribulation, uh, the post-tribulation doctrine believers, often bring this passage to me and say, this is the rapture. And it clearly, it, it's not. It's not. It's at the return of Messiah Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. <clears throat> Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So our post-tribulation friends say, see, uh, there's a trumpet here. This is the Lord's return. This is the rapture. We go up, we make kind of a, like a holy U-turn. We meet the Lord in the air and then we come right back down in glorified bodies and um, that's the rapture there. It's, it's really not. Um, and it, it contradicts very important uh, prophetic scenarios. For example, in John chapter 14, Messiah Jesus said he would come and get us and take us back to this place he's been preparing for us. So when I ask my friends who believe in this doctrine, what about that? They, they don't have an answer. And there's not one. Let me tell you specifically exactly what this is talking about. When he says he will come back and gather his elect. See, they say, well, that's the church. It's not. Uh, he will gather them from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. The best interpreter of the Bible is the Bible. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 and 12, which is a perfect cross-reference to this passage in Matthew 24. It says this, it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations. He will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from what? The four corners of the earth. In Matthew 24, when it said the four winds, it's the same thing as the four corners of the earth. It's the north, the south, the east, and the west. He will gather Jews who are still dispersed in the nations in pockets and regions, uh, peppered through the nations still that haven't yet been regathered to Israel through the tribulation period, and he will gather them in, and they will have received Messiah Jesus, and all of his, all Israel will be saved at that time. Another perfect cross-reference is Romans chapter 11, verses 25 through 27. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you become wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And as it is written, all of Israel will be saved. Well, when, when will all of Israel be saved? Does this mean every Jew that's ever lived? 
deliver will be saved? No. It continues. You have to keep it in its context. And it says, For the deliverer will come out of Zion, turn ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. It's when Messiah Jesus returns in Matthew chapter 24. You see, actually in Matthew chapter 24, when the Lord returns, we will have already been raptured, gone through the judgment seat of Christ, and will be the bride of Christ in white linen garments, pure and white. And, and another cross-reference for Matthew chapter 24 that shows that we are returning with him when he returns. We will have already been raptured. Now I'm going to read a big swath of passages, so stay with me. It's in Revelation uh, chapter 19, beginning in verse 1. After these things I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven. See, it's in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication and he's avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, they said, Hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God. All you, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Right blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Okay, you see here, this is after we have been raptured, gone through the judgment seat of Messiah, here we are prepared to return with Messiah Jesus like he speaks of in Matthew chapter 24 in the verse I mentioned earlier. Now let's go down to Revelation 19.11. It's hard for me to stay in my chair when I read these passages. It's so very exciting. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, excuse me, that's us, and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword with, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah and hallelujah. That's what's happening in that previous verse I read from Matthew chapter 24. That's us returning with Messiah Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No, during the tribulation, we will be with him, being prepared to return with him, as it says in that Matthew 24 verse. Now, now I've got to tell you something. There's a term called replacement theology. And what it says is this. There are places in the Bible where it specifically speaks of Israel. And they say, the people who believe replacement theology, well, that's not Israel anymore. God's through with Israel. 
That's now, that's the church. Except for the curses and the condemnation, Israel still gets that. But they're not, they're not going to get any of the prophetic scenarios that the Lord clearly lays out for Israel. No, no, no. The new Israel, they say, the church is the new Israel and gets those blessings and all that. You see, the reason I bring that up is even people that I know who are dear friends who don't believe in replacement theology, they use replacement theology methods of Bible interpretation to prop up the post-tribulation rapture in that scenario I mentioned earlier. How can I say that? It's because they say that that's the church when it's not. It's Israel. When he says he's gathering his elect from the four winds of heaven there, the perfect cross-reference is with Isaiah 11, 11 and 12. He's speaking of the Jewish people. Remember, this is Jacob's trouble, and he's bringing the Jews who are peppered in the nations back to Israel to enter into the millennial reign of Messiah, the millennial reign of Christ. It's a form of replacement theology. And, and maybe even there's some of you watching who love Israel and would never subscribe to replacement theology, but you've believed that passage as the post-tribulation doctrine people teach it. I'm just telling you that replacement theology is woven through our understanding of the scriptures, and we need to unweave it. We need to take it out. And what I do is this. It's like a puzzle. You can take puzzle pieces and cut them up and pound them into a puzzle if you want. But the Lord's not going to let that happen with his prophetic scenarios, the tapestry, the, the, uh, the great puzzle pieces he's putting in place right now have to fit. And, and if, the, if the prophetic scenarios, in my understanding, don't fit with the doctrines I have, it would be best to change my doctrines to fit those of what the Lord's doing with his prophetic scenarios. Amen. Well, you know what? At the end of all this, here's what I want to ask you. Does this make a difference in your life? As the signs that this tribulation time are right up, are upon us, what are you going to do? As the signs of the coming of Messiah Yeshua for his people in the clouds are all around us, are you ready? Do you live a life that says, I'm ready? You might say with your lips, yes, I'm ready. But does your life say that you're ready to stand before him? Oh, his eyes will be like a flame of fire. His, his voice like Niagara Falls. And what I want to hear that voice say is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Not, what were you thinking? Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Right? If you haven't believed in Jesus to save you for your, from your sins, cry out to him now. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried on the third day, rose again. We're about out of time on this program. Cry out to him, Jesus, save me, please. And, and uh, there's information on the screen. We'll get literature to you to help you start following Jesus. Remember, Watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, We're watching for King Jesus to return. 
Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore.